0: Design You Podcast, Episode 45. Hi guys, it's Tina Murray here, and welcome to the Design You Podcast. I've been working for a year or so now with the Africa Sunrise Foundation, and we work with schools to help educate kids. But there's a bigger point for this um, and why I became very involved is because most of the schools that we work with don't have toilets. And this affects education in more ways than you would ever, ever have imagined. So, for instance, at one of the schools where there is someone in the community who will let the students use their toilet – Uh, The teacher has to leave the classroom with his child every time they need to go to the bathroom. So it means one child going to the toilet is leaving 29 kids unattended in a classroom. And so imagine if this keeps happening throughout the day, the long-term effects that has on the education levels of some of those kids in that classroom. I'm also really passionate about it because unfortunately menstruating girls often won't attend school because they've got nowhere to change for that week, a month when they have their period. So imagine that, missing a quarter of your schooling and the long-term implications of that. So I support Africa Sunrise Foundation. I go out and speak about it. If you would like me on your show or to come to your community to have a chat with you about it, I would love to do that. And also please jump on our Facebook page. It's Africa Sunrise Foundation and like and support us so you can see the good work that we're doing to bring education to kids in Ghana. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Today, I'm welcoming to the drawing board, Annell Bester. Annelle calls herself an ordinary woman who has taken the experiences gifted to her to find a new way of thinking or living, or as she prefers to call it, to thrive. From overcoming depression through kickboxing, to facing her fear of drowning by becoming an Ironman athlete, she has learned to take the emotions that we so often term as bad and instead reframe them to become powerful indicators of our path to joy. Join me as I chat with Annelle about kickboxing to thrive. Hi Anel, welcome to the Design New Podcast. How are you today?
1: Awesome. I am fabulous and thank you so much for having me on today. It's it's a real privilege. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Now tell me, what are you doing right now
0: to design your best life?
1: You know, right now I'm changing my stories. Ooh. So a while ago I came to the conclusion that our life experience has nothing to do with our circumstances it has nothing to do with what's happening in our lives it all has to do with how we tell our story Mm -hmm. to ourselves Mm -hmm. and so you know so much change is happening for everybody at the moment like 2018 just seems to be one of those pull the rug out from under your feet years and you know I'm no exception and so I just came to the realization this year that you know, change is going to happen and I can tell it as a drama. I can tell it as a challenge or I could tell it as a victory. And so right now I'm busy really changing my stories from fear to excitement, from struggle to overcoming. And so that is really what I'm doing to to design my life right now. Mm, I love it. And you're right. The words we
0: even say to ourselves. And that's one thing I'd like to say there. Like, It's part of what you're talking about being like, are you seeing things as a struggle? Because a lot of those words that you were using were about overcoming and it was like that to me is like there's a big struggle involved and I don't know that it always has to be if we change our mindset and as you said those stories we're as human beings we're real storytellers aren't we
1: absolutely and the danger with the storytelling is is most of it is running silently not so silently in our heads And you can literally, when you start paying attention, you can hear that voice. You know, I used to always joke to people and say, I never get lonely because I have so many voices in my head. And they would laugh. But then one day I thought, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to the voice in my head. And I was like, oh my God, your story sucks, girl. It's (laughs) like. You know, you, you're not so scared for about change and you want everything to be the same and you want to be your little routine and and everything, you know, every time something happens at out of routine, I would be like, oh, stop the bus, this one happen?" And I was just listening to the voice and I thought, mm. that's not very adventurous and it's not very um, empowering for me. Mm. And I started talking back to her. So, you know, when people see me, they think I'm crazy because... I'm like, well, I don't like what you're saying right now, so let's debate this. And I would start talking out loud to myself, to Mm -hmm. the voice, until the voice started changing her story. Mm -hmm. And it sounds loony, but it works. It really does. And so now that's what I'm really telling people is, become aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. And is it a drama? Is it an adventure? Does it feel empowering? Does it feel like a victim? And you get to choose as the author Mm. how you want to tell the next chapter. We can't necessarily go rewrite the past. We can still, we can write it in a different genre. Mm. But what are you going to write next? Mm. and
0: I love what you're saying there about talking out loud because whenever I've worked with people I've found especially in workshop situations when people start talking out loud to someone else stuff comes out that has always been there but they weren't aware of it and it's only when they hear themselves actually saying it they go holy crap I've been saying that to myself for 20, 30, 40 whatever number of years and I I didn't really realize that that was what I felt or was thinking and how it was actually impacting my life. So this Mm -hmm. out loud thing, even though you look like a lunatic, you might need to choose where you do it.
1: Maybe not next to (laughs) someone on the bus. Uh, (laughs) You're right. Out loud is awesome. And I think I I realized that because I'm a coach. And Mm -hmm. so I would literally give back to people what they were saying to me Mm -hmm. word for word. And they would go, that's not what I said. And I would be like, well, actually, those are your words. And that's when I realized how unattentive we are to what we are saying majority of the time. Or we will say, oh, that's not what I meant. Mm. And so what I came to realize is we create, we we write magical spells literally into the fabric of the universe with our words. Mm. And so often we look at the results in our lives and we go, this isn't what I wanted. But it is, in fact, exactly what we were saying. And so Mm. we always get from the universe the spells that we cast through our words. Mm. And so when we start clarifying that, we can go, well, if that's not what I meant, what did I mean? So Mm. what did I really want to say and what did I really want to ask for? Mm. And when you're coming back to that fear and
0: asking for what it is that we want, so often we're holding ourselves back. No one else is in reality what people think probably shouldn't be holding us back in most situations we should be able to find a way to be able to do what it is that we want to do so it's about that awareness of what it is that we really want so how do we get that clarity
1: i think by not buying into the whole fearless theory that people have all the time i hear people say i just want to be fearless mm-hmm. and so they feel like if if they're fearful It means that they shouldn't be going in that direction, that, you know, that they can't take the step because they're terrified. Mm -hmm. And I learned through doing the Ironman, because I'm terrified of drowning, and so I decided, well, why not go swim 4Ks in the ocean, you know, (laughs) to really face my fear? But I realized when I walked out of the water, the voice in my head said, you know, on the other side of your fear lies your freedom. And it just dropped into me in that moment that it opened up my whole life to so many new possibilities just by facing my fear and moving into the fear. And I'm still terrified of the water. The only time I swim in the ocean is for Iron Man. Any other day, you can't get my ass in there, like <laughs> not for a million dollars. But so when we stop thinking we have to be fearless and we start becoming aware of the resistance, we start becoming aware of the fear, for me, we then get to make really powerful choices. Like, it's just my fear. It's just my fear. My fear is not going to go anywhere. So do I start making friends with my fear and thank her for showing me the way in which my personal growth lies? Or do I buy into the childhood fairy tales that fear is to be feared? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's why people stop themselves, not because of what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the fear. They're afraid of feeling the fear. But if you can just start saying, well, fear is not going anywhere. She's going to be with me until the day that I die and I can reframe her to a personal power then you'll still feel the resistance. You know, you still have to make those choices. But then you start saying, okay, what do I want more? Do I want what I say I want? Or do I want my old story?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because this is what I find for people. They're more hung up on what was than what they say they want. And there's a powerful saying of be careful what you ask for because you will get it. And it's true. I mean, we were talking just before the call how I have created exactly where I live and I forgot to ask about the weather. So I got perfectly what I asked for, except it's freezing cold. <laughs> and it's true. We, we, we underestimate how powerful we are in creating our lives. Mm -hmm. And if we can just understand that resistance is like strength training. Like if you go to the gym and you want to get stronger, you have to put in resistance. You have Mm -hmm. to use the weights or the resistance bands or whatever it is. And when people start feeling that resistance, for some reason, they don't equate it to this is making me stronger. It's not going to break me. Mm -hmm. And when the resistance becomes too much, I can always ask for help. Always have a spotter when you're doing bench presses, because if it becomes too much, your spotter can just lift it off your chest. Mm -hmm. And when you have that support, I feel people are feeling more confident in moving through the resistance. Mm -hmm. But how few people are prepared to ask for the support.
0: Well, that uh, comes down to some of those fears that most of us have about looking silly, not looking intelligent enough, you know, all these things that, again, are in our head and maybe have come from, you know, I've had a number of people on this show say a teacher has said something to them when they were eight years old and they still have that playing in their head. And so it's even just being aware of the words we not only say to ourselves, but the effects that they can have on other people.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I had the perfect example yesterday. I'm teaching my 18-year-old to drive. <laughs> <Kevin>. Good luck. <laughs> and he was stalling the car at a busy intersection to the point where I eventually said to him, okay, let me take it from here. And I drove the rest of the way home. And he was so upset. And I was mm. like, you did fantastic. You've never driven that far before. And he goes, but I failed. Don't praise me if I failed. And I'm like, I'm praising you because you failed. Mm. Because we have this thing in our minds, and it comes from our upbringing and our schooling, that failure is bad. But the thing is, successful people know that there's a finite numbers of failure before you succeed. So every time you fail, celebrate it because you're one step closer to success. Mm. The only time people don't succeed is if they quit. It's never because of failure. So I always say to my clients, I'm going to allow you to fail to celebrate your failures because failure means that you are taking the action you are prepared to get it wrong so that you can evaluate what's going on tweak it and move forward mm-hmm. so I wish we could start changing the whole concept of failure because there's there's never success unless you failed a few times mm-hmm. and you don't even.
0: And you don't value the success as much often if unless you've failed. It's been a little bit hard to get there because you really feel like you've achieved something.
1: And that's the thing. For me, if we just have to succeed all the time, there's no growth. Mm. There's zero growth. It means you're playing in your comfort zone and you're only doing what you know you can do already. So. I'm of the opinion the only reason to set goals is to grow. It's not about the goal for me. It's not about the achievement. It's about becoming my best next version self who can Mm. achieve something that I haven't achieved before. Mm. So if I fail, first of all, I'm celebrating. I'm like, oh, one step closer, one step closer, tweak a little, take another action. And I love obstacles. I honestly do because for me, Obstacles show me how much I want it. Every obstacle that gets put in my way is kind of like, okay, Anel, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna sit down? Are you gonna feel sorry for yourself? Are you gonna say this has become too hard? Or are you gonna use that and get a little angry and get like get that resolve inside of you and go, no, damn it, I'm not going to give up. I'm gonna go over, around, or under, or I'll blow it up and go through it. But I'm not going to give up. And when you start doing that, when you start reframing your obstacles and your challenges and things like that, the journey becomes juicy. Mm. Because you kind of wake up in the morning and you go, "Okay, universe, what have you got for me today? Bring it on, baby!" And I feel that when you set the right goals for yourself, you get this energy, right? So, but I think a lot of the times people's goals are too small. It's too small. It doesn't excite them enough. You know, I say to my clients, if your ass is not on fire in the mornings, like, like literally, I don't set my alarm. I'm up before five every day because I can't wait to get going. I can't wait to get into doing the work that I'm here to do. It's so exciting. My goals are mind-blowing for me. I'm like, yes, oh, this is <laughs> money. And, and they're not small goals. They're not small goals. So now I hear people say you shouldn't set the goals too big because you know you'll be devastated if you don't achieve it. Ooh, and I'm like, like, really? Like, really? So where's the excitement? Where's the challenge? And I get that not everybody wants a challenge. I respect that completely. But for me and the people like me, man, 10 times whatever you think the goal should be multiplied by 10 times and then you take that feeling that's inside of you because there's like a physical reaction and you say to yourself, that's not fear, that's excitement. Mm. You already have the adrenaline pumping, baby. Might <laughs> as well use of it. And you just reframe it as excitement. And magic starts happening in your life because you're driven and you you want that stimulation. You want to figure out new ways. And that's when you start connecting with other people because you want to achieve it faster. So you can drop your ego a little bit Mm -hmm. and go, I can achieve this by myself. But if I just connect with people who's already there, they can teach me something and I can get there faster. And the faster I get there, the sooner I can set the next goal. Sure. The thing is, though, a lot of people would say
0: they don't know what it is that they want. Once you know what you want, I think people could say, yep, I can do a goal and I can do it 10,000 big I can extend it that little bit further. But when people don't know what they want, how do you help them to get there?
1: Well, I believe everybody already knows inside. Your soul How's that? already your soul already knows what you want everything but they don't a set time aside to do proper vision creation mm-hmm. and they don't figure out what they like doing in life so what they do instead is they have a look at what everybody else is doing it's like they're all sitting on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and looking at other people's pretty photos and then they think Maybe I don't like, maybe I want that. Maybe I want the yacht. Maybe I want to travel. Maybe I want to do this, but it's inside. So Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you want, start looking at what you don't want. Start having to look at your life and kind of go, what really sucks? What is it that I really am not enjoying? I don't like the look of that. I don't like the way it feels and flip it, what would be the opposite of that? Mm-hmm. And that's a really powerful place for people to start because the whole life experience is about contrast. So if you don't like something, what's the opposite of that? Okay. And then i say to people, don't be afraid to go and try things. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's get on a bicycle and start riding downhill and have fun like a child because – The people who tell me they don't know are normally very serious in their lives. They're very, I have to do my job. I have responsibilities. You know, there's expectations of me. They're so grown up that they have forgotten what fun feels like.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, what I'm finding is soul, your soul wants to have fun. So. Really, she wants to have fun. She wants to be in this life and and have a party and create a party for everybody around her. So the more you start doing things that's fun, even if it's baking, mud pies, I'm not (laughs) even kidding. I've even done that with clients. Mm. When you can remember what fun felt like Mm. and you start using all your senses like you did when you were a little child, something starts shifting for people. And they go, oh, what would be the next level of that? And what would be the next level of that? So that is really powerful. The vision has to feel exciting. It has to feel expansive and it has to feel fun. Mm. If it's not any of those things, it's not your vision. It's somebody else's vision that you have taken to yourself. And chances are, when you start doing it, you'll go, mm, well, it looks so much nicer on that person, yes. yeah. but the shoe doesn't fit.
0: yeah.
1: And that's good too. When you get to that stage, it's like, well, if that shoe doesn't fit, then what else is
0: there?
1: Mm. It's interesting to pass that, that, that um, judgment of, of, of thinking we have to get everything right and get everything right mm. the first time get past that we can start thriving
0: yeah it's interesting because a big part of my life as a designer means you know there's one there's not one solution so for instance if i come into your house and you tell me exactly what you want there's probably 100 150 ways i can still give you exactly what you want but they'll look different and so one of the things i've always spoken to my clients about is it's not necessarily if you found what it is exactly that you want perfect but it's about coming down to what is as you you call it your soul saying so if you like talking to people maybe your job could be a newsreader maybe it could be an interviewer maybe it could be a podcaster maybe you could be a psychologist like there's so many ways just that one thing can be redefined so I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to find that one thing rather than finding, as you're talking about, the mud pies, the stuff that makes us feel good using all of our senses. There's lots of other ways to design our life that still fulfills that for us. It doesn't need to be this one shiny object. It might be something else which shines for us, but it's just from us looking at it a different way. uses the same feelings, the same things that put our soul on fire, but it's not necessarily just... One answer to that question for ourselves
1: well and here's the thing when you have that thing then what next Mm. so when people say there has to be that one thing i'm like so when you have that one thing you're gonna die Mm. for me coaching is my thing it's my it it lights me up but i don't just want to coach for the rest of my life i always want to have some aspect of coaching but I'm also moving way more into writing and speaking and hosting workshops and all of that because there always has to be expansion. There always has to be growth. We don't stand still as people. Nothing in life stands still. Either you're growing or atrophy sets in which means you're dying and people don't get this they think that they can get to a point in life and then just hold that but when you look at that that's flat line so Mm -hmm. on a heart rate monitor you're dead Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which means if you're not going like this like more like this (laughs) you know then, then you're dead Mm. and so even when you find that one thing for for anybody who finds that one thing they know there has to be more there has what's next what's next what's next so are you then going to put so much pressure on yourself to say I have to find that one thing and then I'm ready to like kick the bucket or you know are you going to say I'm going to find the next thing Mm. isn't that less pressure What is the next thing for me? What is the thing for me?
0: Yeah, nice one.
1: So how can people get in touch with you? Well, I am, of course, all over social media, although that's very risky because I do swear like a sailor. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am on Facebook. My um, professional page is Anel Transform. And then my website, Analbesta.com, is always the easiest way to get hold of me, where you can book a consultation, have a look at some of the services I offer, and I write some very thought-provoking, provocative, Blogs on there as well. So, you know, for those people who want to have a little bit of a kick up the rear some mornings, or just some really different things to think about instead of the normal humdrum, then that's the way to go. And so, you're
0: obviously about goal setting. You've achieved Ironman, so that's all about setting long term goals and achieving them. Tell me, what do you plan in a hundred years' time if we if you were still alive? What where would you be living? What would you be doing? Oh,
1: in a hundred years from now, mm. oh, somewhere warm. <laughs> 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 we'll never leave that one out again. <laughs> <laughs> Not leaving that one out again. <laughs> I can actually see myself on a tropical island like Fiji or Bali, um, somewhere where I can really be connected with the ocean, um, you know, and, and just having that groundedness. I love doing yoga. I love doing meditation. I love being connected with the earth what I would be doing is probably hosting some really crazy retreats for people Um, that would be all around mindset. And we might actually go and walk over a volcano before swimming with the dolphins or maybe the Orcas because the dolphins would have been like so yesterday. (laughs) So for me, it will always be, doing the work that I am doing it will always be having powerful conversations with people and just kind of having letting them have experiences of themselves um but definitely definitely an island and definitely <laughs> somewhere close to the ocean and I'll still be rocking my body because I'll still be doing yoga riding my bike and swimming in the ocean every day so <laughs> You talk a lot about
0: connection to the earth and and being grounded. Is that a big way of why for you, your exercise is things like running and you said you don't like swimming, but you obviously need to be near the water. Do you find that the sort of exercise you do is very much related to the way that you feel about being grounded? And obviously that spirituality comes through the nature from what I'm hearing.
1: So I had suicidal depression at one stage in my life and I went for therapy and I hated it. And as a trained psychologist, you would kind of think that therapy would be my thing. Um, But I kickboxed my way back to mental health and so I started understanding the really powerful connection between our emotions, our stories and our physical activity. Mm-hmm. And when I then went into coaching, what I discovered was I would have my greatest insights, my, my most profound breakthroughs when I was busy training. So whether that was in kickboxing or on my bike or out running, that is really when I get, so this is going to sound crazy. So I'm not recommending everybody does this, but there's a reason I did like endurance sports. There would be a time where the pain became so much physically that the voices had to shut down. Right. And when the voices shut down, I could connect to a higher power that was inside my heart. Mm -hmm. And when I connected to that, I just, I just started understanding what my life was about and I could get quiet because my, my, my head was crazy busy at that time. I had so much fear going on. I had so much like fighting to, to not go back into a depressed state going on. So I found for myself that whenever things become really busy, I just go out on my bike or I go out for a run or I go to my yoga mat and I connect to my breath. I connect to my body and that just brings quiet. Mm -hmm. And when I have that silence is when I can connect to my inner wisdom. And that's when I feel really connected to life. And for me, earth is such a big part of that life. If we didn't have planet earth, I wouldn't have this life that I'm having right now. Mm -hmm. And so why would I not want to connect with that? Why would I not want to connect with the prana or the life force, which is all around us and which is part of earth. Mm -hmm. And so for me, all of my clients have to do some form of exercise, um, you know, because they all say something shifts when they start moving their bodies They can start thinking more clearly than just sitting in front of their computers or just being in day to day life. Mm -hmm. And I also believe it's that breath. Because when we are stressed out, we forget to breathe. We, We breathe very shallowly. And when you start exercising, well if you don't breathe deeply you're going to faint so you're going to pass out yep. so i honestly believe it has something to do with that deep breathing that almost forced breathing from exertion from exercise that fuels a different way within the body and then it gives us new thoughts and new ideas so mm. um, There's not a day in my life that I don't train. If I'm really sick and I haven't trained for three days, you can give me a broomstick to fly on because i become this evil whip. (laughs) Horrible to live with. (laughs) So, yes, daily exercise is just part of of my normal life Mm. now.
0: It's interesting because in amongst that, I got a real sense of gratitude and gratefulness for where you are, for living on planet earth, as you said, and the experiences that you're having. So speak to me about gratitude and how important that is in your life.
1: Oh, it's everything. It's everything. Because I think when you get to a stage where you literally wake up one morning and you go, do I want to see tonight or do I just want to take this bottle of pills and, and it's over and done with, and you choose to see tomorrow, mm. you start understanding how precious this life is and that it really is a gift And I now have a belief, a core belief that everything happens for me. I believe that I live in a universe that is only love. Anything else is not the truth. The the only truth of this universe that I choose to live in is love. Mm -hmm. And so everything happens for me. Even the shitty stuff, like even the stuff that when I go through, it feels like, oh, Oh, like, really? When I get onto the other side, even when when I'm in it and I drop into appreciation and I go, okay, I believe everything happens for me. So I can deeply and completely appreciate what is happening for me right now. Mm. What is the golden nugget that it is gifting me? What is it that I haven't seen before that this is bringing to my attention right now? And sometimes we don't get it right away. Sometimes five years will go past and then you will look back and you go, Oh, oh. God. that was perfect. Oh my word. I would have never been the person I am today mm. if that didn't happen. But now I just choose to collapse the timeline a little bit because it used to take me years to look back and go, Oh, you know, why did that happen to me? We, we now just consciously choose to make that happen faster. So I journal a lot, like mm-hmm. every day. And part of that journaling for me is dropping into gratitude and appreciation, especially for the challenging things. Sure. Now, here's, here's something I want to give to people as well, because we hear about gratitude and appreciation so much. Like everybody's like, we have to be grateful for everything, and they go and they do the gratitude journaling, and they go, I am so grateful for my body so then i want to ask you this if you're grateful for the body how do you show your appreciation nice and this happens for everything your car if you are truly grateful for the car do you show your appreciation to your car by keeping it in excellent condition and making sure that it's clean if you're truly grateful for your home, do you show your appreciation for everything the home is gifting you by keeping it in the most beautiful state possible and making sure that the energy is clear and clean? If you're really grateful for the people in your life, do you show your appreciation by the way that you interact with them? Mm. So, this really deepened the practice for me because I found at one stage that I was saying I was grateful, but honestly, it was just saying the words in, in hope that I would be getting positive ticks from Santa Claus, that <laughs> I would have enough on the good girl list to get a Christmas present. <laughs> and then when I asked myself, well, how can I show my appreciation for that which I said I'm grateful for, things really started changing in my life. And that's when I finally connected with what does gratitude really feel like? And so part of my gratitude towards the earth is, well, how can I show my appreciation to the earth? And maybe it's when I'm out on a walk, I just pick up a piece of plastic that somebody else had not maybe put into a secure spot and I get to remove that. Mm. And I think that when we start living like that, there's a different energy flow in our lives and it feels really good.
0: Yeah. This has gone way too quickly. I've really enjoyed (laughs) chatting with you and I love that bit of wisdom about gratitude because I just think it's just giving so much more depth to it. And it means that it continues that energy flow, as you said, like the more you get out, the more that you're proving it because it just becomes natural to you because you truly are grateful. I love it. And thank you so much. It's been a whirlwind, but an absolutely sensational one.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it and um, keep up the good work. You know, I I think that shows like this is so needed at this time and um, I'm grateful for you for being the host of that.
0: Oh, thanks, Anil. Thanks, Tina. A huge shout out to you for being here, for listening in and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honour your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design You podcast and helps us to reach design viewers from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design U podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, you design communicate it, it and live it. And deliver it.